0: Welcome back to Two Unemployed Actors, I'm Max, and yes, we're noticeably without Sam this week. Uh, For those of you listening to last week's episode, uh, he is moving and uh, can't even find his desk, let alone his microphone, so I shall plough on without him. And also, under strict lockdown, New South Wales is in week two of what is now a three-week lockdown. So still got some voiceover projects happening, got a couple of, uh, acting gigs, but obviously they've been pushed back because everyone's abiding by the lockdowns. Um, I'm fully vaccinated. I just hope everyone else hurries up and gets fully vaccinated so we can get back to some sort of normal. In the meantime, though, I've got some stuff to update you about. I had a really interesting, really, really interesting request come through, um, you might remember last year, I was on a shoot for a hardware company here in Australia. And it was a whole day shooting three different DIY, you know, do-it-yourself handyman sort of videos where I'd uh, present and explain, you know, how to build, I think it was an outdoor kitchen, a herb wall, herb garden, pardon me, and uh, refinishing a chest of drawers. Three things that I absolutely have no idea what to do. And I was just happy not to hurt myself. Uh, Fortunately, art department were fantastic. There were two guys there who knew what they were doing and basically did it all as, you know, the magic of television. And uh, I'd sort of come in and and finish up a bit and uh, do my piece to camera. Um, It was like, it's a really, it was a good set, good crew, uh, decent budget. So it looks good. It was edited really well. Um, The sound was great. Lighting, like it's all, you know, spot on. It wasn't a low budget by any means. Um, Just the copy that was being written was sort of being written on the fly. So I'd sort of, yeah, okay, read a paragraph and then speak it to camera while I'm pretending I know what I'm doing. So (laughs) there was a few takes in there on a couple of moments, but but I got there. Um, I shared it when it came out in January and shared it on social media and put it on my YouTube channel. Um, Gave them, you know, got them a few views through my sharing. And hadn't thought of it since really um, co- coincidentally I'd, I'd put it on my Instagram yesterday just a mashup of bits and pieces from it that I had scheduled to put out anyway but I had a phone call from the producer director who said look oh, it was actually an email a phone call left a message and then said you know look I've got a f- the message was I've got a, a request from uh, the hardware company in this case might 10. Um, that they know noticed that I've got the three videos on my YouTube channel. If I can remove them, and I got the message, I'm like, that's a bit strange. And 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 he sent an email through as well with a link, going, look, you know, they've asked if you can remove it. And really strange, because I mean, if if it was if it was an, a huge national advertising campaign where everything's thought through right, like a 360-degree campaign. By that I mean, and marketers love that term, you know, it's going on television, it's going into print, it's going on billboards and outdoor, it's going into um, online and all that sort of stuff. If there's a campaign that's quite cohesive and everything's timed perfectly to complement each other, uh, then... Fair enough, they might exert some control because, you know, we don't want the online component to go on at this time. It has to go on at that time and we don't want to, you know, preempt it and lots that sort of stuff. Or they might be teasing something or a launch. Um, but far from it. This is a DIY video that's going on their website. Like you have to be looking on their website for this tutorial to get it. They haven't shared it. Certainly not advertising it, because if they were, I'd have to get usage fees. Um, And it's not like they're Louis Vuitton or something. I mean, we're talking about a a national hardware brand um, on an online DIY, like a a video explainer. And I do these for voiceover all the time, these explainer videos. Um, And yeah, they live online and, you know, they get two and a half people viewing them. But but like, really strange. I've replied back and gone, yeah, and and all I did was switch it to private. I didn't delete them. I just moved it to private because by deleting them, anything I'd previously shared, those links would be unusable, and I don't want to send my followers and that to, to dead ends. So I just and and go through and delete posts. And I mean, come on, they're not paying me for that. So I um I just uh, marked the YouTube videos to private. It took me five seconds, and I replied an email going, "Yep, done. No dramas." Um, just tell them I, I've given them a lot of views. And he's replied back going, yeah, look, it's a really strange request. It's a very strange request, you know, that they don't want to advertise certain content that they've paid to to produce. Really weird. Really weird. Um, anyway, that was interesting. It's a first. So another first. Well done. Um, and, and although I'm in lockdown, I still, like I did another audition, it came through the agent, uh, for something and it's great having, I tell you what, if, when you can get your acting toolkit to include lights, it's just so easy. I've got my two newer lights on a stand, my tripod on a stand for, my tripod is a stand, Jesus, Max, uh, my tripod for the, for a camera or phone. And I just... Basically put my phone into a rig, uh, the microphone plugged into the phone, put it on top of the tripod, turn the lights on, and there I go. Night or day, whatever, I've got a consistent, good lighting setup. Um, it was during the day I adjusted the lights a little bit and, you know, moved them to the right spot sort of thing. It took me five seconds, you know, and then I'm straight, so I could just focus straight on the copy. I had a loose uh, script written down um, just as a guide and used that for the first few takes and then just dropped it and went and gave them a few different ones. Then it's keep the rig set up, run upstairs, edit it and uh, didn't need to do anything else. So turn the lights off and uh, like it was done in half a day. Um, you know, if they say, and that's another point too, if, if they say, look, you've got till close of play the next day, end of business day, the next day, I don't leave it until the next day's afternoon. I'll get cracking on it in the morning. It gives me lots of time to play if there's a tech issue or something, but with the setup I've got, it's really easy just to go in and focus on acting and not have to focus on tech and, oh, my God, the light's weird or the 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 mics the sound's weird or whatever. And it's just on my phone. Like, you know, I get HD files. It's great. You don't need something super sexy. It's just to give them an idea. Uh, and I've never had a tech issue. But, you know, a bit of a buffer because guaranteed that time where something's urgent is going to be when there's a tech issue. But anyway, uh, and I'll get it to them before lunch. Um it gives the look. If the casting director says "by into play," they mean ASAP. They don't want everything coming in at four p.m. You want to give them confidence that um, they're going to get enough to recommend to the client. They're not going to struggle to find six or twelve or however many they want to put forward. And they do notice for those that, that get them in uh, consistently early, rather than those that are on the line. Um, it just makes it easy for them. Because they've got the same things to consider as well, like I not just finding the right talent and recommending them, but also tech issues and what, what, you know that sort of stuff. So auditions still happening. Um, I've got a corporate job, the one where they thought because I did my audition on the piece that they provided of the the corporate guy telling a racist joke, and apparently did it so well that the guy, the the, the, <laughs> the producers like said um, they were worried you were too racist, telling the joke. And he's like, no, no, no it's just good acting. He's um, he's go- <laughs> he's going to be able to do the apology scene. So that job's been pushed back uh, a week and a new one's dropped in my lap. Something I sent ages ago, it might've been last year, for a job, you know, car brands. Obviously, it's a production company that does a lot of car work. By that, I mean <laughs> videos for, for car brands. This one's actually for a brand... Um, global brand, and um, it'll be for like a walk around. So you go to their website and you go, before you go to configure the vehicle, you'll get like a walk around. It's a big four-wheel drive thing. So um, I'll have to go off-road and do that sort of stuff and, you know, let's go for a drive sort of thing. And there's like a 360-degree camera set up and you can have a look at the vehicle as it's going off-road and all that sort of stuff. And I give a sort of tour on the key features and benefits um look that'll be fun i love my cars love my driving and getting paid to do it's even better so um that, that, that'll be great the, the only thing with those things is it, it takes a bit longer for the tech setup because they're using fancy cameras and you know it's got they've got to give a 360 degree view and everything's got to be seamless and all that sort of stuff so um but that's fine it's a day shoot nothing too taxing good money and uh actually that leads me to another point i've it's been pushed back for the pandemic. but one thing I did that took a bit of courage, uh, far from my imposter syndrome of four years ago, I put my prices up. I put them up on, for voiceovers and for presenting to camera. So I have a rate for presenting to camera uh, for a corporate setting, uh, like a corporate explainer video for five minutes. it's a certain rate. and you know, presenting for like for example the, the, the car one. Uh, and also, um, so, so yeah, so like, look, so it took a bit of courage, but, um, and I was particularly with, like I had a a client I've worked with before in a presenting capacity, ask me if I can put a quote together for various voiceover components for explainer videos and whatnot. And very separate, there's a couple of things there. I, I put my prices up since I did the presenting. So I'm kind of a bit worried that, oh, maybe it'll be a bit too much. But then also with the presenting, it was for this, um, not for publication at all, just for a presenting to camera, a video that they could show for potential investors to get in, you know, to get vested. So it's still like, oh, it's work, but it's, it's like a pilot. And I did have a really low rate for that. Because obviously there's no usage rates at all. At all. So, um, it's going to be different. It's going to be like it's you know it's small rate and then suddenly you know there's six hundred percent increase for voiceover. Uh, but I look you know I, I even I'm, I'm second guessing myself. I'm putting the invoice together and before I sent it, I'm still second guessing. But I'm like, you know, I'm I'm at this stage now where I can give something to the client, and there's really less than ten percent chance they'll have to come back to me and say can you pick up on this word or can you do this or can you, you know, a bit faster, any sort of direction like that. Normally it's lately 99% of it. It's just, yep, great. We've got it. Here's your, you know, you're paid. Um, And I think, you know, a difference from getting someone on Fiverr and getting someone who has a professional setup and, and has professional union or above union rates, you know, you're going to get that, that extra level of um, professionalism. And that extends to usage as well. Like if I'm doing an IVR, like a phone system recording, yeah, my rate's a bit above the average, but you also get me saying you can use it for an X amount of period for that rate. And that that rate also guarantees that within that period, I won't be copping up on a competitor as well. So, you know, and, and they can come back to me down the track and, and, and I can do a pickup or two included in that rate as well so you know I'm I, I was a bit hesitant but I set the quote away and uh, you know next day yeah max go go for it approved the quote is approved I'm like you know so just I just needed that extra nudge so I put my rates up it also means that when I'm a, when I'm looking for work outside of the agent obviously stuff that comes through the agents of a certain standard and um, a certain minimum above, uh, because, you know, they're going to make their cut and they're not going to do it on $1. fifty or something. It, it's going to be a decent job, decent project. Um, so I have a minimum for, like, a national television commercial, what I wouldn't do below, um, and that's what the agent pushes. And if I'm looking for work outside of that direct, like whether it be corporate stuff that the agency doesn't get, I'm now looking from a, a new sort of minimum above, Um It means I'm I'm, I'm sort of applying and sourcing fewer, but when I, you know, it's fewer, bigger, better, right? So, fewer, bigger, better, more professional, bigger crew. Um, You know, if you look at my presented to camera show reel, you know, even the the Mitre 10 hardware, um, the difference between that and I think I slipped in something from a cleaning company that I did uh, and a real, obviously, there's more of the Miter Ten and less of the cleaning company because the cleaning company was like, crew of one. You know, he's a camera guy. He's setting up the lighting, and I'm doing my piece down the barrel. And and versus the Miter Ten shoot where you've got a dedicated lighting, dedicated sound, uh, camera, uh, uh, and and art department, lots of stuff on set, and it, and you can see the difference. You can. There's you know you get what you pay for. So, there's more of me going for those jobs than the lower budget stuff. And I think, you know, I'm at that stage now. Fortunately, you know, I'm able to get consistent work across voiceover, presenting, acting. I can afford to be able to do that. That's one thing, right? Without having a survival job. And the second thing is, um, it just helps you look... Like, if we look at my presenter camera show now versus my first one, it's just, it's like chalk and cheese, the difference. Uh, What else have I been doing? Well, I've been taking advantage of lockdown by spending more time in front of the computer. Uh, I just updated the website stuff. It was a bit funky. Some links, you know, weren't working and font wasn't coming through in certain places and updating bits and pieces of uh, headshot and stuff like that, uh, especially with the um, Two Unemployed Actors website um and there's something else that I've 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 been revisiting it's most social media so we know and if it, for those of you who have been listening for a while now you know that we're big on social media and that is you know something that casting directors now they'll google your name what comes up you've got to be sure that what comes up represents you in a good light it's authentically you And because there's only one of you, so be authentic. It's easier, right? Than trying to pretend to be like everyone else on and over Photoshop every Instagram post. So you have the latest, I don't know, what is it? Uh, Latest craze or the latest pose or something or whatever the hell they're doing. Latest filters or something. You know, you, you want it to be authentic. And if you're not sure if it's going to represent you in a good light, if you're not sure if it's the right sort of quality, then don't do it. Don't post it. But having said that, um, I'm up to something like 1,500 followers now on Instagram. And I'm pushing Instagram because it kind of works. Um, Most people... uh, Pushing Instagram because it kind of works. So, I've got a Facebook page for me privately, for my friends. A Facebook page for Max the actor. I've got an Instagram and a Twitter Twitter, I'm not pushing so much. I think I've got 30 followers. Uh, Look, guys, go and follow me on Twitter. But (laughs) I'm not pushing it as much. It's not as big, certainly in Australia. Uh, Instagram, I'm I'm really pushing. And I'm trying to do like, you know, I post a day. If I haven't got something decent to post, I won't post. And stories, ad hoc and that. So, what I've done um, to try and get more organic growth and more... Um, uh, followers, more more engagement, um, not just buying followers, I mean, that sort of garbage because you can so see when, a, when someone's done that, you know, they've got like 20,000 followers but there's only like one comment on a post. It's like, well, hello, you know, you, you, it's Botville. So, um, I'm using an agency and I paid them the first payment yesterday and I'm just going to track and see how we go there. So, Next week, I'm going to spend a bit more time on social media, just a refresher on what's working, what hasn't worked for social media for actors, and I'll give you more details. It's not a paid, they're not sponsoring me or anything like that, so I'll give you absolute reality of authentically what is actually happening, the credible uh, what's working, what hasn't worked with this organic growth challenge I've set for myself through this agency. Um... So stay tuned, um, like, subscribe, tell your fellow acting buddies, uh, next week it'll be all about social media for actors and particularly um, this growth platform. Is it going to work or not or is it just another way for people to get money out of actors rather than making money from their work? Interesting. You've been listening to... Two, you- <laughs> You've been listening to two unemployed actors. I'm Max, and you'll hear me next week. Bye.